Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. turn. I've got a Robert Mundavi private selection Chardonnay from California. It's a yep. 2019 and it yep. grabbed my attention because it's uh, aged in a bourbon barrel. So California, we haven't we haven't gone wrong with the California Chardonnay no, yet. No. And but did they, they were 2018 and uh, 17. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I didn't have my glasses on at the, uh, the bottle shop. <laughs> So it's not a 2018, obviously. So it's a 2019. Oh, I see. I already I see. said that. <laughs> and we'll see how we go. Let's try. Let's try. All right, so what, what, what we're doing uh, this week, guys, we decided we were going to talk about a gentleman who's alive, who's Australian, and who's actually is a big influence on the uh, Australian mindset and, and yep. ideology, right? And that is Alan Jones. Yeah. So I, I mainly picked him mainly because I think he's very eloquent. I think he speaks to me a bit like probably Cicero was back in the days of the Romans. And when you listen to him, it, the way he put words together, oh, it's, it makes sense. It actually mesmerizes you. Now, I don't agree with all of his ideas, but, you know, only stupid people agree with everything, right? Uh, Right, the Cheers, try this. Let's Cheers. drink this first. So, what have you read about um, Alan? Oh, well, a lot of the stuff that comes up is <laughs> a lot of the controversy he's created in the past with uh, lawsuits and um, different things, inciting riots and so forth. So, I've only got negative to go yeah. to, unfortunately, <laughs> but. Well, I'd, yeah, yeah I'd, you go, man. I'll go because I, I tried. I'm like, let's have dot points, and then I scrolled and I scrolled and I scrolled and I scrolled, and I only ended up with one word, which was power. I'm trying to work out how this guy, where he came from, has got so much influence over the Australian political landscape more than anything. A lot of our ideas, and you know, prime ministers are scared of the guy because of the influence he has and I was, I was trying to get to the bottom of where it all came from but it all just piles into one very big long list and a lot of achievements when you talk about the sporting stuff and the yep. things he's achieved a lot of controversy a lot of lawsuits as Chris said but the man the power he had quite a, a bit of variety in his background like he was yes. in the in the political side for a little while yeah. and I think that's potentially where some of it comes from yes. is that he's actually got Insider knowledge. He's not just an outsider giving their opinion nah. like a lot of these broadcasters well, he's can Fraser's do. Speech writer. Yeah. Right. So he's in politics. He's coached the Wallabies. He's coached the Bowmane Tigers. He's done a musical. He's. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Son and, of a miner and, and a he's farmer. he's had the he, highest he was a tennis champion. He's had the highest market share in Sydney radio for ever and a day, and now he's on Sky News speaking very, very conservative or, or liberal. He's always been conservative. But then he goes against them, like he gave them an absolute hiding during COVID and the lockdowns there too. But for one man to have procured such an influence over society, we've talked on here before about how media controls most things. 
He's at the top of the tree, man. It, it, it's absolutely crazy how he... That bloke can decide elections, essentially. And, uh, yeah, I'd... He's got a, a, a very wide listener base, I think. And uh, being on AM, that goes out to a, a lot of the older crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of those that actually get out there and vote is influencing those people. For better or for worse. But now, first of all, he, he studied teaching. He comes from a family where everyone's a teacher. Yep. Okay, so, so, and as you know, teachers have got a lot of power. Teachers actually spend a lot of their time talking down to kids and telling kids what their opinion sometimes is, you know. So I think that to really do well, to excel, because if, if you look at Alan, he's, he's quite a competitive kind of guy. In his blood, the need to win arguments the need to make sure that his argument comes across is he's huge. And when you look at how in 1967 he got his degree, uh, and in 1970 he was already working at King School, the King School, mm. which is yeah. it's like the top of the tree mm. in terms of schooling. I mean, it's not the best school, but it's the the GPS level, so therefore it's pretty high. Then after that, he was taken to, into politics. That's why he left the, uh, the the school to go to Canberra. And, and you had to think about this, you know. And then after that short stint, when he found out, well, you know, he, he wasn't really going to get anywhere. Well, he takes on sports and uh, the Wallabies achieve records that, like, they've never achieved since or before. So all of that actually would almost create some kind of God complex into you. You almost think whatever you touch will turn into gold. Which is what got him into trouble with Balmain in the NRL because he thought because he would taken the Wallabies so far he could do the same thing in a completely different game. And it, he was... Ho- oh, failed. Horribly. Yeah, but that's, that f- I, I was listening to a Wayne Bennett talk not so long ago and Wayne Bennett said, don't you ever think that because you spent many years studying one code that applying it to another code is going to work. No, that's yeah. the God complex, though, that you're talking about. That's uh, made him think he was famous for quoting, oh, the Tigers are sick of coming second, and he was saying that now I'm going to take them to the top. Instead, he took them to the bottom, and uh, they punted him. So, But his God complex, I think, is a, it's a very good point you make because I think that's led to most of the trouble he's got into. To think that he can say a lot of the stuff he says about people in such a public forum and get away with it, I'm sure he doesn't think, sit there thinking he's going to get sued. I'm sure a big part of him sits there thinking he's untouchable and no one can get me. He's had to pay out a lot of money in lawsuits. Hasn't yeah, he? I think it, it said he was, you know, one of the broadcasters that had had one of the biggest defamation cases against him. But I think it came back to a mindset thing with him, like everything that he went into, and he did jump around a little bit. Yeah, he went in into it with, I'm going to succeed. Mm. Whether he did or he didn't was a different story. He went in going, I've got this, and he backed himself with it. Yeah. Okay, always the eternal cynic when it comes to a few things like this, but it comes across to me that he feels protected being with his statements, being on a, a radio station, looking into the personal lawsuits. He's worth apparently over $10 million. He's been fined, you know, in total, I think half a million for all his wealth over the, his entire career. That's a personal, you know, payouts. But the, the radio station's been fined way more for statements that he's made on, on air. And he's been fined, like fractionally compared to it. So I, I don't know. I think he's. Uh, I think he's got a bit of a, a belief that he's shielded somewhat from being on radio. So being held to account by what he says, 
the radio station's going to be held accountable and not him, number one. And number two, on a lot of the issues that he's created a lot of controversy, quietly he's uh, apologising for it later with phone calls directly to the people. Mm. I mean, so... It's you know, the intention thing. It, and that's it. It's uh, the attention. It's uh, sort In- of self-promotion. I don't think but he, but he, lives by his, he lives by his beliefs. If you, if you live by the belief, you wouldn't be apologising to the person that you said the comment about. Well, sometimes... Your Choose belief your is overridden by the companies um, or, or the. Uh, Brings me back to my fact that he believes he's protected. Top management right. decisions. So right? it's a, a money thing and it's not a belief thing. So yeah, but he, here's the thing. He, in 1985, he, he goes and takes to, to, to UE, I think, takes over from John Lewis. And then suddenly he goes right to the top of the ratings. And apparently, for a. He was the first guy who's ever achieved. Number one ranking in over 100 consecutive surveys. Mm. So you, you look at the guy, the God complex, I'm sorry, man. It's now, and not only I'm Midas, anything I touch turned into gold, but I just got into here and no one can dethrone me. Mm. Y- you now think that your words uh, can actually be used as weapons. Yeah. And hence, you do these things. I actually like the fact that sometimes he has his opinion, right or wrong. Sometimes, as the God complex takes over, I think his uh, rebuke is no longer journalistic, but very personal, and I, I think that that's probably wrong. Many times, I think he's done it wrong. Uh, like, like the last one was Adern, Jacinda Adern, when, when he said what he said, but also with COVID just before that, when he said, oh, was nothing, you know? And yeah, you're entitled to your opinion. And this, this is the thing. When do you stop opinion from now? I've got the microphone. I'm, I'm someone, and now what I'm going to say is going to change the Australian landscape, because, mate, no matter what, his rating is the highest. So what he says, when he says we don't believe in climate change, there's a lot of people who are going to say, well, Alan say so, I believe so. That must be so. Well, he said he said COVID was the next. What was it? The health version of climate change. Climate so change, he yeah. was he was relating it back to that. But mm. where do you think it sits in terms of that's his his job, so to speak, is actually to be this public figure that speaks on radio and gives his opinion. So where is that fine line between him being able to give his actual opinion over to what is the politically correct opinion? How, like, how does well, that... I don't think political correct would suggest that if he was not saying what the general populace was thinking, he wouldn't have lasted as long as he had and still wouldn't command the ratings he's commanded. You can't have the highest ratings in Sydney radio if no-one's agreeing with what you're saying. In fact, you've got the highest ratings in Sydney radio because more people are agreeing with you than not, essentially. So... We, we talk about the left. Things? Well, no. Well, we talk about he's, he caters. He does well. He does. He caters to the liberal side of the fence, one hundred percent. But you don't know how much of it's for show and how much of it's his actual opinion. But it also goes to show that as much as the extreme left side of stuff wants to blow up, and we've, we've spoken about it before, all the the crap that's going on with now, and how careful you have to be when you speak. The quiet undertone that everyone's too scared to get up and say is we don't actually believe in that crap and here's a guy who's brave enough, in air quotes, to say it out loud and they keep listening to him. I think over his career, though, a lot would have changed from when he first started in that sort of a position or when he first went into radio to now having social media and and lots of platforms on social media that people linked in, Instagram, 
Facebook, like all these platforms that people can now get on and say, oh, they've got their own platform to disagree or agree with what he's saying. And when he first started out, it was it was a very different landscape for him in that industry to be able to have his own platform and do these things as opposed to now that platform can link into so many other platforms and start so many other conversations other than just his listenership because people hear through the grapevine about you know he's said it so then they post it on this public forum that then gets all these other people that decide to get behind their keyboard and give their opinion on it but they've probably never actually heard the original source or it gets shared across YouTube or Facebook in terms of recordings and it's this big web now as opposed to when he would have first started out it was a much but he hasn't been shut more down. of a niche he hasn't been cancelled which means he's still bringing in the dollars for the still people the ratings, who, are, absolutely. who are doing it well yeah. listen mate you can't shut down a topic like this it's you job. take you take climate change you'll always have the, a big party that's mm. not going to well there's lots of opinions around that before climate change right so if you have an important guy who's achieved so much and who now uh, his voice is like a weapon, can go out there and bat for one side. Sky is all as liberal as they come. Well, for sure, that he's going to have a spot there. That's why he le- he had to resign from 2GB, but also he was moving towards television more. You know, he's now on Sky all the time. He's also, but yeah, and having said that though, he's responsible for two of the highest ratings subscription tv shows in history and one of them was his interview he's had a couple of different interviews and they were sky but still to outrate everything else ever that that's saying something like i know sky is all liberal right and it, it you know it bores you to tears that there's never ever another side of the argument but the fact that he still manages to break records even in that there's no left side of politics doing a show that does the same thing so i it, Beggars, I don't know, man. It's crazy. Do do you think it's a good thing for society that one guy with a microphone can have so much power over the... It's not just him, though. Like, we talked earlier, I researched the wrong dude, but I started researching (laughs) John Laws. and, um, And it's not just one dude with a microphone. There's lots of... Dudes with microphones these days Ray Hadley's and keyboards and oh yeah, right. but he's the king. He's the top of the pops, and he's the one the politicians are scared of, right? Yeah. It, it's been publicly, yeah, you know, they have because to get on his show. Because he's one of the only ones that has the in from the politics, from what his his insider knowledge. But if he, they're scared of him because if he says on his radio show, "Don't vote for this person," people aren't going to vote for that person. And I don't think that is well. I don't. My opinion is it can't be a good thing for the world. Well, that's that's his opinion that he's sharing, and it's up to the listener to decide. Yeah, but they don't. We've already talked. Yeah, you know, people listen to a current affair before they listen to the, their own eyes. Yeah, so they do. I'm saying, but do, does everyone do exactly what a current affair says to do? A lot. They still make their opinion on whether they agree with it or whether they don't. Yeah. Oh, look, I think he's a lot of people not returning trolleys. <laughs> <laughs> I think his, his ability to uh, get the the public on his side has diminished over the years with social media and so many more outlets being involved that people can get their news from so many other. Places now. I don't think it's a good thing ever that a Prime Minister feels he has to call the radio show live on air to apologise for something because he's scared of what the host of that radio show is, is going to do to his political career, yeah. right? That's too much Shows power. how much pull he's That's got, too though. much power, though. That's what I'm saying. Is this a good thing for the world or not? I can't... Mate, why should our Prime Minister be bowing down to anybody, yeah. let alone a radio host? Oh, well, listen, um, I, I like him for 
his professionalism. Like I, he I, always wears a tie. I sent, I sent him uh, my book, The Power of You, many years ago when I first got it out. Because I got it out right out of my brother's leukemia. And I promised that I was going to uh, send two copies to libraries and hospitals in Australia, which we did. And I sent him a copy. And do you know that he was the guy who went on the radio and said, he's received this from me, he's read this, and he spoke about a book. And I'm thinking, do you know how many letters and stuff he must receive from everyone? And he's, he, he's got a team that goes through this. He pays attention to whatever needs to pay attention. I, and this is the consummate professional. No wonder he's number one. No wonder he, he claimed that position for years. You weren't part of cash for comment, were you, mate? It's like anything, though. He's in an influential position and... Imagine having the power to make prime ministers crawl at your feet. Like, that's too much power. <laughs> it's people, too much. She, they've all like had to do it. Every, every, liberal, every liberal prime minister has had to do it to yeah. him. Yeah, people like him, though, and I think you can see from... His past history, he's, you know, he's touched the sporting side, he's touched the political side. There was a bit in there about his charity side. So he does a lot to do with charities and, um, like, contributing to different charities, giving talks at different organisations. So I think he's... Inciting riots. He's done quite a good <laughs> job of actually diversifying himself that he's got a broad listener range. He's not just segmented to... I think John Laws was a little bit more of a niche of to who his listeners were, but from what I saw from Alan, it was quite broad. His incredibility to know a lot about a lot. There is no... I don't think any of us here can sit there and argue that he hasn't done a good job. It's whether the job he's doing is good. He's been there for a long time. He can have influence. and he, what is using, it? You're using I know your powers what you're for saying. good. I know what you're saying. That is, power corrupts <laughs> and, and absolute... Power corrupts absolutely. <laughs> that's all All the reading I did, that's all I came up with, mate. I'm like, I can sum this up in four words. We, we talk about it. We've all met people. We say as, if, as long as they're using their powers for good rather than evil. But, but what happens when the individual really, truly believes that he's fighting for something that is right? Well, then he can use his power for good, in air quotes. So, but, so what if he believes that, you know... Human beings, the human impact on climate change is about 0.004. And, and he truly believes in it. Does he have the right to fight it? Like, who, who is to say that, you know, he's not entitled to this? The, the funny thing, it's funny. It's really funny. Because when we're sick, we want to believe the doctors and the scientists. <laughs> but when we're not sick, but they're only talking about climate change, they, they don't know anything about it, right? I, I, I get it. But... He's got the right to defend his position. I'm not saying he doesn't. Uh, and I haven't used... like. But my question is, if he truly believed in what he was telling people, would he be on the following week after getting into hot water about what he said, apologising to people? It's like anything, though. Sometimes we if say things with such job. passion. But not oh. even that. Like, we say things with such passion sometimes that, that that's when you're in the zone and that's what you're talking about. You don't realise that you've just offended someone. And sometimes it comes Look, back to, to the put, action and intention. Put two people in a bag, take them out the sea and let them swim back to shore. That's a fairly <laughs> straightforward and evident sort of statement, right? No, that was no, that was advertising. That, that was marketing. But to say <laughs> Because to it, say it, it got people, the, listen, the listening yeah. ship I didn't up, hear this comment. Right? 
to say bikers should go down to Cronulla Station and wait for those certain people to get off the train and teach them what for, it's a pretty straightforward comment. And then sort of to backtrack your statements afterwards because court proceedings and so forth. I don't know. I don't, do they truly believe in him? What he's, is he truly believing in what he's saying or is he saying that for ratings? Because uh, he's been high paid, highly paid for what he does because he has the power that he has. Yeah. yeah. So He didn't come across to me like the type of person that was doing it for ratings. It didn't seem like there was a lot of ego in what he did. He keeps losing in court though. He keeps no, <laughs> but all he's these on defamation a platform. Yes, but generally defaming someone means you're wrong about what you said. If you get, if you lose a defamation case, you it's not be because wrong, you were wrong. Right. Opinion, hey, it could be wrong, but it could be your opinion. He's, he's, he's wrong a lot. Keep it to yourself. He's <laughs> right. He's he's been wrong a lot from all the all the cases that have been won against him. So then, if you you know you're throwing all that stuff out there and you're constantly wrong, is that a ratings push? Just recently, know? what he said about Jacinta Ardern. Yeah. To Scott Morrison. Ram a sock down her throat and give her a couple of backhands so she understands <laughs> who's in power. Yeah, look. <laughs> and let the big boys do the... T- I mean, what a misogynist. I mean, seriously. Well, that's why he's no longer on radio. Well, so. that's exactly... I mean, seriously. I mean, uh, I think some of his statements... That, a that lot of his probably was taken... But that was <laughs> taking a little bit too far. That's last year. In August, I mean, it's not even 12 months ago. Mm. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But that's, it's not about, I don't, I don't know. No, but you don't have to. I don't know. We've got to take but the, I'm, uh, here talk, I'm here talking about Yeah, but let's talk that. about the pragmatic, let's take the pragmatic approach. Is yeah. it good for the world or bad for the world? Yeah. And is he smart for what he's doing or not? It's not about whether you like him or not. I, no one here, I think, sits there and agrees with yeah, yeah, some, said, some yeah. of the stuff he said. Right. About the only time I've ever agreed with him was when he was talking about the COVID stuff, and that's because I was on the same bandwagon. But let's let's, let's put the look question at it further. further. Let's put a question further. Okay. Yeah. Alan Jones, Martin Bryant. <laughs> what? What? Who would you keep alive? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> How do you compare that? Question without notice. What? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just asking. So because we keep on talking about. The guy's got so much power and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm saying he's using his words as weapons. He's not killed everyone. He's putting through his opinion. Martin Bryant's killed Enough. how many people? Enough. 15, whatever, down in Port Arthur in Tasmania. Okay? So, have a look. One's use bullets. The other one's using words to make his point. No, guys, we, we're making some stuff here. Let's have a look at reality. Is that how we compare him to or... Uh, who we compare him to, or do we have the right to free speech? We have the right. It to doesn't free matter speech. whether we've got the microphone. It doesn't matter if we made a, a, a live to get to the top of uh, the, the ladder, which he has done. Hundred mm, percent. Right? I, I guarantee, twenty-six million people would want to get there too. Yeah. So on that rhetoric, you said everyone's got the fr- right to free speech, and that's I'm how I'm asking. I'm asking. Okay. Which one would you pick? Well, definitely, Alan Jones. I mean, get, obviously, killed. Directly. Intention versus action. Right. <laughs> no, but his ideas about climate change could have killed many other people. Everyone has a right to free speech. I'm not denying. Oh, that's if you have thing. a that's social media account, right you've got a we're right to. That's what we're doing yeah. here right no, now. No, that's the thing. Absolutely. I'm just asking whether it's... Uh, my, my point on it is this guy has managed to put himself in a position where he has the leaders of our country bowing down to him rather than vice versa. I can't see that being a positive thing for the country. You're absolutely right. Ken. Because if the guy does have a God complex, there's there's no denying his achievements. And to be able to get yourself to that level, show me how to do it. I'm sure I'll be much nicer when I get there. 
But <laughs> said no one ever. But that's all we're talking about here. It doesn't have to be whether you like him does or don't like him or agree that, with what you say. It's, he's managed to do it. He's managed to get there by doing those things. Does that's he still the scary have that power thing. today where he is, like with, would you say, Sky News that was with him still? No, I think that his powers has probably diminished. Okay. I think that radio is very easy to reach the masses because most people uh, who are at home can go on the radio, but most people are on the road can be straight away. Where you're not watching Fox, you, you have to be there supporter. at that time. It wasn't just ScoMo though; it was like Barilaro, it was the police commissioner. There was a lot. There was all. There was a lot. It was all. But now, so you, Thomas is right because you're Bathrooms not watching England. You're not watching Sky News unless you're a staunch liberal supporter or a liberal side of politics. You just wouldn't watch it. And One Nation or One Nation. <laughs> so his audience has greatly diminished. Watching Channel One. <laughs> You know, there's there's people who it's a will take focus over. Audience now. Yeah. Only Asian that can't use chopsticks <laughs> seriously. Fuck yeah, no. I keep on saying to people, I'm, <laughs> I'm Belgian. Can I use chopsticks? No. <gasps> I told him last the other day, we went to a pho. Vietnamese food, right? And he asked for a fork. And he asked for a fork. <gasps> I'm and, sitting there and, going, and, the wog's uh, eating these noodles. What he's about the bus he's throwing you under? Mate, yeah. what has he done to you? He yeah. didn't say he liked the man or agreed with him. We're just talking about him. Just throwing yeah, Thomas the one under nation, the bus. Mate, I just said, yeah, yeah, well, it's because Pauline. It's an edict from Pauline. You must use fork. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fork and helmet. Fork mate. off. <laughs> uh, so let's let's go around the table. What do you think of Alan? I, I don't like the guy. Okay. I think he's uh, on the liberal side of politics, but I don't like the guy. I okay. Just Cam. I think what he's been able to do, any. Uh, dictator in any country would be proud of he makes Saddam Hussein proud <laughs> yeah I don't have to agree with what he says we've got to look at it from an external point of view with you know what's he achieved and he's got to the top of the tree mm. so oh, he's achieved, he? good on you Al mate. yeah look I probably don't I don't know that much about him because before this point I was researching <laughs> the, the wrong bloke <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> From, from Good on I you, mate. Valvoline. Two weeks you know ago, you were not here. This week, you're at the wrong place. I mean, <laughs> she thought she'd make up for it by studying. She didn't realise till yesterday it was the wrong guy. I'm only human. <laughs> I, I just think his career path and what he has achieved is impressive. Yeah, um, everyone's always, like, no matter what position you hold, whether you be the trolley collector or the cleaner or the Alan Jones or the Prime Minister, everyone's got an opinion on what you do these days and everyone has a public platform to comment on what you do. So I just think um, for what he's achieved, it's it's a really, really good thing. That's a, yeah, the, as far as a feat, a feat of achieving excellence in whatever you're doing, you can't knock it. Whether we agree with it or not, it's not, it's not for us, mate. A hundred percent, I agree. Yeah, so what, what do you think about him, mate? You chose no, him. The, the reason That's I, cho- I chose him question. is that what to do we me, think about him? he is no different to Ayrton Senna. Winston Churchill to anyone in terms of a human being understanding that he's only here for less than 100 years and lives a life to reach his ultimate ability. And, and, uh, and I think that I w- that's the reason I chose him because I knew, I knew the panel here wouldn't like him. But I think that we have to be able to study that the human aspect of achievements yes. are the same whichever you got to be able to take your place he's 70 or 79 or something he's 80 yeah he's yeah, 80 so it's he's going to be 81 this to year. be still doing what he's oh, doing he's at that age yeah. 15th of April and so he never got married so he hasn't aged a bit sorry he's 80 this year yeah he's got a 22 year old boyfriend 
and so for for me, no, that that's his personal well. life. He does whatever he is, right? And and if he's still attracting a twenty year old boyfriend, shit, mate, the guy's good. You know, uh, to me, I think that sometimes we stop at studying success and we start having our judgment. Yeah, that's the problem. And and, and I think that that's what I wanted to uh, outline here is that if you can study goodness in everyone and have the ability to think what they are is who they are. Mm. They do the things that they believe is probably right to them. Mm. Just like if they look at what we're doing, they pro- many of them are thinking probably us doing this and drinking the wine at the same time is wrong. Mm. But that's our prerogative. Yeah. The fact that we believe in the line in vino veritas, meaning the more <laughs> wine, the more is going to be truthful. Well, that's our show, mm. right? And, and that's the only thing that I wanted to demonstrate with Alan Jones. You've got to be able to take the emotion out. Cameron Smith is one of the most hated footballers ever to play the game, but he's also, no one can argue with, the greatest footballer to ever play the game. So it's, it's taking personal opinion out of it and being able to recognise the achievement for what it is, which in Alan Jones's case is out of this world. Perfect. Any other opinion? Thank you very much. See you, Alan, very Bye. soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> <Bye-bye. laughs>